We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. minutes a day 365 days a year this is the pack a day podcast welcome into the wednesday edition of the pack a day podcast the welcome back mando and grogu we've missed you so much edition of the pack a day podcast i am one of your co-hosts dusty evely no steve perhaps tonight steve a little under the weather i guess we're, we're all kind of trading this whatever gunk is currently going around so uh you know hopefully steve feel better uh but with me tonight is the always wonderful sarah kelleher sarah how are you man with with things actually to talk about today how are you yeah i'm great um Always good to have things to talk about when you have to hit record on the podcast. We've been struggling the last couple of weeks. So, you know, the combine this week is, is really a gift for us. Um, mm-hmm. Gives us some time to be creative. There was also just, you know, some some interesting news around the league today in general. Um, so definitely fun to have something to talk about. You know, I had vacation over the weekend, so I had a couple of days off, which is great. So I'm feeling good, nice, refreshed, and ready to talk some real football news, if, if we want to call it that. What about you? Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm doing great, man. Like I said, combines here. I'm I'm so excited. I've, I'm considering potentially going up uh, for a day this week and just kind of being in the area. I'm not sure if that's it's about three hours from me, so I'm not sure if I'm gonna do that or not. But yeah, it's exciting. I mean, like I said the you know NFL stuff never stops moving. There are dead periods, and there will be more dead periods. But it's exciting to have not just the combine and you know men running in shorts, which I always am a great fan of, but also just some of the news that will 
come out of that as a result as well. So I'm I'm doing great. Uh, Sarah, you mentioned some news around the league. Big news uh, coming out of the league t- today. Well, news that I had to make sure was real. Uh, Tom Brady is is not going to be doing his. Uh, he's not stepping in the booth next year because he is doing stand up comedy. He's taken a year to do stand up comedy. Sarah, here's what I ask you: What does a 40 plus year old multimillionaire who has been playing football and has like for 20 years has won God knows how many Super Bowls. I guess it's seven at this point has played in more. What do you think his specific brand of observational humor looks like? Do you think you think this is a guy that can connect with his specific audience? Is this a guy with a broad appeal? Do you think what, what does that set look like? Uh, you know, I'm really not sure. I think, you know, if Brady does this, it'll obviously sell because he's Tom Brady, but I really need to know the backstory here. I, I have to guess that, you know, maybe Brady was hanging out with some some people he'd never hung out with before. They met him for the first time and they said, you know what? You're funnier than I thought you were. And he said, this is it. This is my <laughs> next thing. This is what I'm going to do after football. And here we are. But no, this is interesting. I mean, good for him. Honestly, the dude worked his ass off for years. You know, he's he's the GOAT. We'll probably never see somebody win as many Super Bowls as him in our lifetime. And so if this is what he wants to do um, before you know his TV gig starts, then more power to him. But it is a bit surprising to say the least. I I am only a little bit younger than, than Brady is. I cannot, and just even my station in life where I'm, I will say probably a little more grounded, a little more in touch with like reality than, than Tom Brady has been forced to be over the past 20 years. I can't imagine standing up and thinking I have anything worth saying on a stand up, uh, stand up stage that people would actually I don't know, be in touch with, but Hey man, that's just me. I'm, I hope something, I hope some video leaks, maybe he's going to be really good and we'll feel dumb about this, but man, I'm just, I had to make sure it wasn't a joke. I am fascinated. I am intrigued. I think it's going to be a train wreck. I cannot wait. So we mentioned the combine. Uh, there are some uh, outside of, you know, combine things. Guys are there. Team guys from teams are there. Now, a lot of coaches are not making a trip. That's been kind of the news that's been fading out for a while now. Uh, so the floor is not there, but Brian Gutekunst is. You don't get a chance to hear from Gutekunst very often, but he is at the Combine. He spent about 45 minutes with reporters today uh, before he kind of went to take in the action. So we want to touch on a handful of those things here. We're just going to kind of go through them little by little. We got a big one. Uh, we'll save for the end here just because that's the nature of this. But a couple surprises up front. And first of all, I guess the big one was the way he talked about uh, Mason Crosby. So we kind of talked last week about, uh, you know, guys who'd want back because their, their deals voided and all that. His, his, the way he talked about Crosby was, I'm going to read this quote. He says, you guys know he went through a pretty significant uh, knee injury before the season started, which we talked about a lot. I don't know if he was ever really able to completely catch up because of what we were asking him to do. He had to go out and kick for us right away. So I think it's a credit to him to be able to kick in Lambeau field in clutch situations. I mean, any new kicker that's going to be tough on those guys that takes time. And Mason has that he's the experience and stuff. I think you'll see a stronger leg and a different power in his leg on kickoffs this coming year, uh, just because he won't be coming off that surgery. So, I mean, just based on the way he's kind of talking, the way he's saying that stuff, I mean, he says, I think you'll see a stronger leg. He talks about him kicking Lambeau field. To me, that certainly reads like they expect to bring him back. Sarah, is that how that kind of – what were your feelings when you kind of saw some of those comments? Yeah, I mean, I was surprised, honestly. I was like, oh, okay, Crosby's is coming back. I think that was something that the fan base and honestly just fans of the game were a little bit divided on. I mean, he's older. 
it always seems like it I feel like the last you know two or three seasons it seemed like okay this could be it for Crosby um and you know he's never missed games uh during the regular season and um things like that and I think playoffs too what isn't it like a crazy stat I don't Mm -hmm. I can't recall, Um, but I know he's barely missed any games in his career, Um, but I'm excited. I mean, he's he's very consistent. He's one of the guys, you know, we talk about who carries the G. Crosby absolutely does. You know, he's just always somebody they can count on, great leader in the locker room. And so if he's going to stick around, then I think that's a good thing for the Packers. Yeah, I mean, I've been been a little hard on him. I know he's he's gone through rough patches and the kickoff thing that Gutekunst talked about. I mean, (laughs) one thing I will say is, it's not just been this past year. This past year was bad, but Crosby's leg has been waning on the kickoff stuff for a while. So it's not just been this past year, the knee stuff, but yeah, I mean, he's listen, as we kind of go into some weird potential transitionary period, I don't know, man, it it can't hurt to have a guy like that around potentially. So I I'm not going to be upset uh, about a kicker. Everyone loves Mason Crosby. If he comes back, I'll be happy. Uh, The other guy that I expect to have back. And this was another kind of question mark. David Bakhtiari, I'll read a short quote from Gutekunst here. They asked him about a restructure for Bakhtiari, kind of what the thought was there, what was the plan, and he said, uh, I think we'd like to have David back and uh, and think we'll accomplish that here soon. And since he is the GM, if he thinks they'll accomplish it soon, I assume they're already making headway and they're talking about that. So, uh, Sarah, this is one, I mean, uh, you know, Crosby is not, you know, currently under contract. His contract ran out there, I, I believe. Uh, Bakhtiari is, uh, but still was a little dicey as to whether we thought he was going to be back. We talked about him last week as well, I think. What were your thoughts on uh, kind of the, the certainty around some of the Bakhtiari's uh, language there? Yeah, I mean, this is good news. Um, whether it's Aaron Rodgers at quarterback or Jordan Love, having David Bakhtiari there, I know he's struggled with the injuries and things, but when he's healthy, he's one of the best, if not the best, at his position. Um, and, you know, from a relationship standpoint with Aaron Rodgers, if he's QB one, you know that the trust is there um, and that they, you know, on and off the field have each other's back. And if Jordan Love is the guy and he's QB one, then you have a great leader and protector on the O-line for him to really just make sure that he is comfortable, that he has enough time, that we're not seeing like we have with the Bengals, you know, the first few years where Joe Burrow has absolutely no line, no protection and can't do anything. And that leads to injuries. So having a guy like that certainly helps. Um, but this was, this was great to see, you know, we, like you mentioned, Dusty, we had talked about it last week. Um, somebody I think asked a question, you know, would, if Rogers wants to be traded, would he demand Bakhtiari go with him? And we all kind of said, we hope not and don't think that would happen. So glad to see that, uh, the team and Bakhtiari are being realistic about that too. Yeah, and keeping on the offensive line, they asked him where Zach Tom will play, which again is something we talked about last week. Where, where someone asked us, where his, it, it's like someone listening. They're like, let's ask all the questions that they were talking about last week. Uh, so Gutekunst's answer on that not you know not overly illuminating. Uh, as he said, they basically said, where do we think Zach Tom's going to play, especially in the light of the Bakhtiari stuff? It was uh, I thought coming out his best spot might be center, which we knew. Uh, I think he could do that very well. That was the only position online that Zach Tom, Zach Tom did not play last year, by the way. Uh, the way he played at tackle and guard this year, maybe open my eyes that he's got more potential there as well. Certainly he's going to be in the mix and competing not only for a starting spot, but if I've learned anything over my time, it's that you'd better have seven. So in the response to where will Zach Tom play, his answer was, we'll see who gets hurt. That's basically what his answer was. So, Sarah, any, any thoughts on Zach Tom stuff there? Assume, saying that he didn't actually say a whole lot to respond to? 
Yeah, it was kind of a, a res- response that wasn't a response, right? Like he just mm-hmm. said, okay, I got to get through the question. Thought this was interesting. And I think, you know, again, like you said, we talked about this last week, but I don't know if they know where he's best at yet. And they're just like, hey, we have a guy who can play multiple positions and we'll figure it out. Um, and it seems like that's kind of how they feel too. Um, but it was hard to get a clear indication of what does that mean? You know, sometimes we can't <laughs> read between the lines. Yeah, and I think you mentioned Nyman as well. Like the thing with Bakhtiari, we talked about that a little bit with Bakhtiari. If he's not back, left tackle I think is his best spot. But if they expect Bakhtiari back, then you're not going to say, "Well, I think left tackle because you've got Bakhtiari there." So, uh, so yeah, I think the, <laughs> I, I think the uh, it's something that that you don't often hear people say. The, the thought that listen, someone's going to get hurt, and we need someone to step in when those guys get hurt. That's probably the best answer there. So, all right, Sarah um, Rogers, lots of Rogers stuff. Uh, you know, I can't, it was 45 minutes and I think someone said it was roughly like 75% of it was Rogers questions, which we'll do some quick hitters here. For, I mean, first thing we know from what Gudukins has said, they've not had a conversation. They have not talked yet. They, you know, they're in, they said they were in constant communication last year after the season ended. Uh, apparently they've not had a conversation. Now, part of that is because Rogers has been in the dark for four days, uh, but they did not talk before that. And we know Rogers is out now and he did not talk after that either. So that's the one thing we do know, which means just prefacing this for everyone here uh, means there's not a whole lot of illuminating stuff here because they haven't talked. However, there are some quotes that seem that really kind of stood out. So uh, Gudikin said he would like a resolution to this year's Rogers uncertainty before the start of free agency, which was March 15th. This is the one thing I kind of want to bring up. That's a couple weeks. I think last year, I know there's been some talk about, you know, Rogers holding the organization hostage by not making a decision. I think last year he didn't do anything until like, I think it was March 8th, March 7th, March 8th, something like that. Uh, because he had the same thing. He wanted to get in for, before free agency. Probably the same deal here. Uh, Gudekunst expects that. I assume Rogers probably has it on his timetable. He's talked about that in the past. So we don't know that for sure, but it sounds like that's what Gudekunst is expecting. Now, here we go. Uh, so we said, <laughs> let's read a couple quotes here. I'm trying to figure out where to start. So that's about, again, Rogers returning. Gudekun's quote, keep in mind, up until this point, all of Gudekun's quotes have been like, we, we want Rogers back. You know, last year was all, we want him back. We want him back. We're on the phone with him. We would love to have him back, blah, 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 blah. This is his response to that question. Until we have those conversations, I think all options are on the table right now, but we really need to have those conversations. We want what's best for the Green Bay Packers, what's best for Aaron. So we'll get to that once those conversations happen. Sarah, what's your, what's your response to that after after how they've been responding so far? What's your response to that uh, that answer? I don't know. It just seems <laughs> like, I don't know if it's just because I'm indifferent about it at this point, but I'm really starting to feel like everybody's just like, let's move on. It's time mm-hmm. to start over. Um, if Rogers comes to us and says, I want to be traded or I want to retire, we're okay with that. Um, that's kind of the vibe that I'm getting. Um, I think that a lot of people are starting to lean that way just based on conversations I've seen on Twitter. Um, you know, Dusty and I talked about this before we started recording. Even if Aaron Rodgers is there next year, Packers are not going to, are probably not going to be Super Bowl contenders. Um, so they kind of see it as, you know, if we're not going to win the Super Bowl, we might as well begin to move on and start that process and then hopefully be closer again in the future. Um, so that's where I see this headed, but I've been a dumb idiot on this podcast before and I could be again. So, 
Yeah, I, well, listen, I, I, it sounds like I don't think anyone knows what he wants to do. So I, I think we're all probably dumb idiots in the dark at this point, uh, is my gut feeling. Um, another quote that came out that that seemed very interesting was that according to Gutekunst, so again, some of this you take with a grain of salt, because who knows how much of this is the truth? How much? Who knows how much of this is partial truth? Who knows? But they asked Gutekunst if they've discussed potential trades with teams. And Gutekunst said, no, he's not had a phone call with anyone about a potential Aaron Rodgers trade, which I, for one, do not believe, but that might just be me. Uh, but then he closed it with something that made me laugh a little, where he said, certainly would be, it's, uh, certainly people would be interested in Aaron Rodgers, right? If they thought he was available, it was kind of a like, hey, guys, hey, guys, phone's open. Uh, so what, what are your thoughts on that? Is that the same kind of thought, Sarah? You see that? It was kind of a, listen, guys, if you're thinking about calling me, maybe just call me. Yeah, like, hey, I'll pick up the phone. Um, (laughs) We can have a conversation where, you know, in the past, you know, even the last couple of years where this has been a thing, it seems like they pretty much shut it down. Like, hey, we want Aaron to be here. We really want him to be here. You know, if he's here, he's going to be our quarterback. And now it's like, "Uh, maybe not. Yeah, it's the that's the thing. It's not even just the words, it's it's the tone of some of this. It's it's that it's been so I guess definite leading up to this point, where it has been so we want him back, we're not trading him, we want Aaron back, and they were flying people out and they were talking to him, and now it's like, I don't know, man, he might be available. I don't know. So it's it's Yeah, they're it's definitely weird... toying with the possibilities now. Where before mm-hmm. it seemed like they were kind of hoping it would swing a certain way. Now they're like, Oh no, we're open to anything. <laughs> Yeah. 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 It does seem that that was, they had their plan in place. They wanted him back. And now it's kind of, I don't know that they would dislike having him back. I really do think they'd be fine if he wanted to come back, but it does seem like a, they're much more open to the other possibilities now than they have been in the past. Um, they're not, they don't have that one end in mind. So with, with other things in mind, you know, kind of talking about Jordan love, there were some comments on Jordan love. Um, he said, they asked him, you know, what they thought of Jordan love. He said, I think he's ready to play. And I think he's ready to be an NFL starting quarterback. Not every quarterback comes in the league and is ready to go out there and play. I think he needed a little time after the last year and a half or so. We've seen that's the next step in his progression. He needs to go out and play. And then he also had this quote, which I thought was, I don't know, the maybe the biggest one on Jordan Love since then. He said, I'm excited to see Jordan grow and play, and I certainly expect that to be here. Which brings a lot of things with it, because then you're looking at, well... If he doesn't play in Green Bay this year, is he playing this year? Because we talked about that before. If if Rodgers comes back and says, I'm playing, does Jordan Love immediately request a trade? Uh, do they sign him with that fifth-year option, which which Jordan Love you know, can't really decline, but then say, I'm never playing in here because of, because of it's they've basically derailed the first part of his career when he could be you know going to that second contract. You want that big money, and now you don't have that anymore uh, because you don't want to see you. So I think they certainly expect that to be here. Again, who knows? how much of this to truly believe, but that seemed, uh, that seemed like a fairly kind of, I don't know, very thoughtful quote, something they've, they've put thought into, uh, Jordan Love doing. So what were your thoughts on some of the stuff? I know he said other stuff. Those were some of the big quotes there, Sarah, but your the, the love comments, uh, from Gutekunst, what were your take on those? Yeah, I wasn't surprised because we've heard a lot more of this recently. Um, I, Aaron Jones has been out there saying, you know, he's ready. He, he's awesome. Um, there've been, uh, Devondra Campbell basically said he could be a starter on other teams and that, you know, he, he's better than some starters right now. So, you know, this wasn't news to me when I heard it for the first time, it was more, you know, affirmation that, yeah, people, not only do they think he's the guy, they believe it and the staff believes it, the, you know, the front office believes it, the lock players in the locker room do. So again, you know, I know that 
it changes change, but it seems like people are might be in favor of not in favor of it, but that they'd accept it. It wouldn't be like, oh, we're doomed. They'd say, okay, we we still have a guy, and we're going to work with him and figure it out. Yeah. So as a, as a quick recap, what we learned in forty five minutes from Gudikins is Crosby likely back. Bakhtiari seems like definitely back and restructured. Zach Tom, eh, play most places. Jordan Love, good. Expect to start. Rodgers, we need to have conversations. That's that's the rough recap of, I mean, obviously more going into it, but that's the rough recap on Gudikins Day at the Combine. So that's what we got as far as our main topics here. As always, we ask for questions and you guys send us some good ones. So Sarah, what do we got for questions? Yeah, so we'll start with, you know, speaking of, just Rogers and all of that and what the future of the Packers looks like. We got a, a question in our DMS from Dave Hani. Um, and you know, they, they provided a lot of background, basically talking about a little what we did, like, Hey, you know, Rogers comes back and the cap is pretty much destroyed. There's not a lot to do and move around then for the future, but if they're able to trade him, then options open up. Um, so, you know, they kind of set the stage there and said, you know, you're the GM. Do you make the trade knowing money and talent will still be tight for the next couple of years, but your team could still be a playoff team? Or do you stick with Rodgers in 2023? No, you'll be so strapped for cash in 2024 and beyond that you'll be lucky to field the Sheboygan high team. And then now for the important food question, favorite Ben and Jerry's ice cream flavor. So Dusty, what are your thoughts on that? We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I think it's tricky. I mean, it's a it's a team building thing. And I mean, I think with the cap going up, a new TV money coming in, and I mean, the, you know, if they're going to restructure Bakhtiari and they've already gotten, you know, the cleared room for, you know, potential you know, Gary extension. And then you've got these young receivers who are not going to be due for a couple of years. You can make it work. If Rodgers comes back, you can make it work. Now, I think either way, and we talked about this before we started recording a little bit, I think either way, just where this roster is currently with, you know, some question marks with, the wide receiver group and I think question marks with you, you know what you have, I guess in the one running back room, 
but also like, you know, some of the explosiveness is not quite there and you've got some weird stuff going on with offensive line and the defense still is in flux a little bit. I don't see this as a Super Bowl contending team, and I don't care who the quarterback is. If it's Jordan Love, whether it's Aaron Rodgers, it doesn't particularly matter next year. I, I think they're going to be a perfectly fine squad. I think they're going to be fun to watch. But and then I, I mean, I kind of I believe they could make the playoffs as well. Obviously, we'll see how it's done in the draft and free agency and all that stuff. Regardless of who the quarterback is, I think I think they may have a chance to do that. Maybe that's I'm a little high on Jordan Love. I think. But I don't think this is a Super Bowl contending team either way. So if you look at it through that lens, if you believe that this is not a Super Bowl contending team and likely won't be for the next couple of years, the smart move is to trade Rodgers, is to get what you can for him. And then you rebuild. You take you're going to have to pay love, uh, you know, soon because you've wasted his rookie contract, which is fine because if he's good, it doesn't particularly matter. But you've got you've got that. So you've got love. You've got the young receiver group and you kind of build through there and you know, OK, well, this is not a full rebuild. This is a, you know, it's kind of a soft rebuild. We feel good about our quarterback and we'll feel like we could we'll be competitive in three to four to five years uh, or as the start of our next Super Bowl window, which I think is realistic. I think that's kind of where this team is, which, again, in that case, you just you say, all right, Rogers, too bad, because if you don't, if Rogers sticks around next year and then maybe he plays two more years. I think his team is in roughly the same spot as far as where they are, where they top out, which is maybe they make the divisional round, but no further. And I think that's absolute, absolute max for the next two years. And then you're stuck with drafting another quarterback and you, and you likely at that point, if you make the playoffs, you're drafting in the low twenties, you know, and you don't, you have a tough time getting quarterback there. It's, it's why they grabbed love when they did, they liked him. They're not going to get a quarterback where they were, and so they grabbed him there, which you totally believe that. But if if Rodgers leaves and the rest of the squad is kind of coming up, you don't have a quarterback. So if you think you're not going to be super competitive in the next two years, if you think you're not a Super Bowl team, I'd say you just you get rid of Rodgers uh, is kind of kind of where I'm at. But also there's you know there's more to that for the team building stuff. But I think if you just look at it on on paper, that's that's what makes the most sense to me anyway. Um, what's the favorite Ben and Jerry's ice cream flavor? Man, I don't know. Uh, Chunky Monkey, I guess. I don't really get Ben and Jerry's. What's the one? They've, is it Americone Dream? The 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 Stephen Colbert one? There's one that has like a ton of uh, cookie dough in it. It's that one. That's the one I like, but I'm blanking on what, what the name of that one is. Yeah, and for me, um, I think I I think I pull the trigger and, and make the trade at this point. Um, but it's really tough because, you know, as – you know, people say Rodgers is getting older. He, he didn't look as good this year. Well, he's still, at the end of the day, he's still Aaron Rodgers. Um, and he means a lot to the Packers, always will, um, is going to be a Hall of Famer. Um, and, you know, if he's able to stay healthy and piece it together, then it all could mean really great things. And as good as Jordan Love could be, you know, I don't know if he's going to be that good in his first season. So it, it's a gamble, but at this point, um, if you really think you're going to sink in the future, if you don't make a move now, then you might as well. And, you know, I keep going back to what you said earlier, Dusty, how Goody said Jordan Love is going to play for the Packers. Like he is going to one day be that guy. If you feel that confident and you know that you're confident and that you could, if you keep Aaron Rodgers around, it could mean really poor things in the future with the cap um, and with the dollars, then you're just hurting Jordan Love's chances of being successful as well because then you're not going to be able to build the pieces around him that are necessary because you're not going to have the means to do so. So if I'm the GM, I'm looking at it now and saying I have to make the choice um, and I'm going to do that. So 
that would be that my choice there. And then favorite Ben and Jerry's ice cream. Mine is just the typical cookie dough. I actually didn't know that there was a Colbert flavor that had even more cookie dough, but I love the just. I might be wrong. I might just want the real cookie dough. For some reason, I was thought that Colbert one had a lot of cookie dough, but I, just, I, I, I might be wrong on that. Alrighty. Our next question is from Robbie. They want to know two part question. What job would you want to do most for the Packers? It could be anything from coaching to front office to the facility. And then a foodie question. Who do you want sitting at the lunch table with you when you work there? So if you work for the Packers, who do you want to eat lunch with? You can pick up to five people max. Yeah, I don't know, man. Just give me like a um, like some some kind of film job, some kind of either self-scouting or like Hey, hey, guy! Watch, watch a weird college stuff and find some weird concepts of running there and help build them into our offense. Give me that job. Give me the lower level kind of film job. That's just like, what do we do well? What don't we do well? And then also find us some new concepts. So that's what I will take. That's like the QA QC stuff. I'll take that. And who do I want sitting at the lunch table? I don't know, man. Uh, I, I've talked about this before. Like, I'd love to sit down at the floor and just pick his brain about football. If Rogers is still around, I'd love to sit down at the floor and Rogers and just go back and forth with them. Uh, Bakhtiari seems like a trip. Uh, you know, love Aaron Jones, and then uh, throw Jair in there just to kind of just to mix it up a little. Uh, just just to you know, maybe he'll try to you know razz the guys a little bit, try to get a rise out of them. You know, maybe get a food fight going at the table or something. I get I get down with that. And for me, um, I was thinking video as well, but with a little bit of a different spin on it. I really like video editing. Um, I have to do that sometimes for my job. And so somebody has to cut all the film and upload it up to each player's tablet so that then they can take it home and look at it. I would really like to do that, Um, be able to, you know, whether I'm doing it for a position group or, you know, I'm helping the offense do it or the defense, um, just go in and make those videos cut them as needed and then say, oh, here you go, Aaron Jones, here's your tape um, and your film for the week. Uh, have fun. I mean, somebody has to do that. So I'd like to be the, uh, the middle person there that helps out with that. Um, and then who do I want sitting at the lunch table when I work at the Packers? This is tough. I don't know if I pick five people. I, you know, I was always more of, I'm going to sit with my three friends and talk with them rather than like the whole crew. Um, so I'd pick Goody just because I want to know what's happening because I'm nosy and I'd ask him a bunch of questions. Um, and then I'd probably pick, hmm, I think Aaron Jones because I'd, I'd just want to talk to him about the offense and what's happening there. Um, and then Jari Alexander. I think he'd have some interesting um tidbits to share and he seems to be quite the character so might learn a lot from him and then i'm getting a little bit of everything offense defense um and actually i will put a fourth person in there throw coach matt lafleur in there you know i just want i want the two top dogs and then i want two key players so i can get all the tea all right next question from spencer sanders Another two-part question. They want to know, what's your favorite vacation spot for families with young kids? And then apologize to me for asking the question since I do not have any young kids. And then most memorable meal outside of your hometown. So I'll go first um, since I only have to answer one of these questions. Most memorable meal outside of my hometown. I don't know if it's the most memorable ever, but it's very memorable and it just happened over the weekend. I went to Athens and 
Um, I ate at Clocked, which is a burger place, and I had one of the best burgers I've ever had in my life. It was absolutely delicious. I got a bacon cheeseburger, um, and so and they, I got tater tots with it, and they were so crunchy and delicious. So that would be the most memorable meal in current memory, um, and I think it, it'll stand the test of time for for quite a bit until I have another burger that's that good. Yeah, favorite vacation spots. Pretty much all vacations that I've taken with my children, like someone has been sick and it's been awful. So I, I don't know because I've, I'm, it's hard to separate myself from those memories. We did, I've talked about it before. We did uh, Colorado with my family. My So there's 20 of us. So I come from a relatively big family uh, this past summer. And it was uh, <laughs> not great because we got, my family got COVID, my my wife and kids and everything. And so we couldn't do a whole lot. And if you, if you get COVID, you don't want to do that when you're like hiking in Colorado uh, because then it's hard to breathe. It's awful. Uh, but I mean, it, I love being outdoors. I love hiking. And I love being able to kind of let the children roam a bit or you're not like kind of confined. Like, you know, we, we've done uh, like kind of like beaches and stuff and beaches are a nightmare for a thousand different reasons, but I'm a big fan of Colorado just cause I have good memories of it out there. So I'll just, I'll say, you know, just, I don't know, something in the Rocky mountains, man, because I love the Rocky mountains and my most memorable will be outside of my hometown. This one's easy, man. This was actually, it was a little, just before we had kids, my wife and I went to, she had a conference. She was out of in Portland, Maine. So we went to Portland, Maine. There's a place called the lobster shack. And it's right on, like right on like the cliffs of a beach. And it's just this tiny little, I mean, it's called Lobster Shack. It's exactly what it is. It's a little shack. They serve up lobster rolls. You sit on these picnic tables out and you do, you, know, you can see the lighthouses out in the distance. It's tremendous. We went there twice that day. We went for lunch and then we drove around for a little bit and we got hungry and went back for dinner. Uh, so that's, that's how I was most memorable. It's just lobster rolls at Lobster Shack. And I uh, can't remember. I can't really, it was outside of Portland, Maine. I can't remember the actual name of this, the, the town that was in, but that was, uh, that was tremendous. And then we have a question from Brian Hartstab, big fan of the Wednesday trio with the way the NFC North finished in 2022. How do you see 2023 playing out? And then another two part question, this second part with food. If you had to give up one of these for life, which would it be beef, chicken, pasta, or pizza? I'm going to go, uh, I think lions one, uh, because I think they've been trending in the right direction. I think wow. I, I had them one. Yeah, yeah dude. Listen, wow. this stems from a couple different things. I like the Lions, and I think that group, I mean, I think they've got a ceiling on them as long as Goff is a quarterback. But they've got uh, kind of good offense. Uh, ben Johnson staying. He was the offensive coordinator. And Dan Campbell had a hand on that as well. Both those guys are staying. So I think they know what they have in Goff. They could have a full year of Jamison Williams. They, they know what they're doing with Amon Ross St. Brown. Really good, like, fun, creative concepts on offense. Like, a really fun offense to watch that just happens to have uh, Jared Goff there. So I'll go them one. I'm actually going to go Packers too. I'm, I'm, I, again, I don't think they're like a contender contender. I think they're going to be a fine team. I, w- I, I was not high in the Vikings last year. And I think this next year is going to be more indicative of what the team I think they were this year, which is not very good. Uh, so I'm going to put them at three. And then the Bears, I don't know, man, the Bears are going to win two games this year. Put the Bears in. I, I know they were the worst team in the league this past year. And they probably they may very well be again. Like, they do not look a good squad. So Lions, Packers, Vikings, Bears is where I will go. If I had to give up one for life, I give up pasta. I, what do I care about? I like pasta, but like, what do I care about pasta? Man, See? I'm not, give, not giving up beef. I'm not giving up chicken. I'm not giving up pizza. I will be kind of sad for a day without pasta, but then I will be fine. I will just eat beef. Well, so I'll start with that question first because I was going to say the same thing because I can put 
beef and chicken on pasta. Like I or mm-hmm. I can I there's other carbs, you know, I can do rice, fries, mm-hmm. whatever and get by. But yeah, giving up the main proteins would be tough and pizza yeah. is pizza. I mean, it's delicious. Mm-hmm. Um and I see it playing out slightly different than Dusty. <laughs> uh, so I see the Vikings squeaking in at number 1. I think that it'll be close between them and the Packers. Um, and then I see Packers at number two, Lions at three, and then like a big drop off <laughs> for the Bears. Yeah. I think the Lions and Packers will be competing. For, I, I actually think the first three, will it'll be very close. It'll be a close race. I think that they're going to swap. You know, none of them will sweep each other and that it'll be one and one. And so it'll be tough. Um, but the lions, I, I still think that at the end of the day, they may lions a couple times and they might drop a couple games. So that's where they ultimately end up in three, um, in that three slot. Uh, so that's how I see that one going. All right. Our last question is from he's back. He's back with the peanut butter and pickle questions. Sean Franken, our, our good old faithful, listener and just wants us to answer this question so bad and guess what we're going to answer it he wants to know would you rather go on a four-day darkness retreat or eat nothing but peanut butter and pickle sandwiches for four days dusty i'm going to rephrase that question for what it actually means would you rather spend four days in the darkness or four days in the bathroom um i'll take the darkness i'm taking the darkness sean i'm sorry man i'm not eating the i've I am relatively adventurous with food, man. Like I'm just not eating peanut butter pickle sandwich. And I'm certainly not committing to four straight days of them. I'm sorry, buddy. I'm sorry. I will not do it. Yeah. Also, um, I'm really tired and I'm busy. So four days, I'm just going to sleep. Honestly. Yeah. That sounds like a a wonderful (laughs) vacation. Um, and I don't have to get a tummy ache from that disgusting sandwich. So mm-hmm. there we go. I also lied. That was not our last question. We have one more encore. Um, and that is from Mike Kawano. They want to know, this is a great one to end on, which combine drill would you most want to participate or avoid? Um, and then which combine drill would you force each co-host to do? So to make this a little more conversational, we're going to slightly alter the question um, and if we're going to change it to which combine drill would we be best at and which one would be, we think we'd be the worst at and then stick with that to the second part of that question and which one we'd want to see our other co-hosts do. So Dusty, how many stars are you? What what are you getting? What's your scores? You know, how are you sticking out? Everything's bad, Sarah. Everything's bad. I think where I really shine is in my interviews. You know, that's the side that's of it people don't see. No. That's what I'm, I'm picking the interviews. It's a no, drill. I, drill. The, <laughs> I'm saying every drill is bad, but I'm going to compensate with with my with my interview. I think of of my drills, I'm going to go 40 yard dash. Listen, it's not going to be pretty. I'm not going to do well, but I got decent speed. You know, I think my tw- if you look at my like 20 yard splits, my 20 yard splits are probably going to be really bad. That first 20 is not very good. But once I get moving, you know, I'm a, I'm a bigger guy. Once I get moving, I get some momentum. I, I do pretty well. So. I'll take, I think for me, I would take the 40 yard dash. What, what, what would you grab, Sarah? Bench, are you taking bench press? Oh, what's your worst one? I want to hear which oh, one you think you'd be bad at. Three cone. I think, I think I would get lost in the three cone. I think I would not know where I was supposed to go and it would just be a nightmare. So no, I, I think I, I'm a relatively agile guy, uh, but I three cone. No, absolutely not. I'd be terrible at three cone. 
Interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the one I would be best at, I don't want to say 40-yard dash because you said that. And um, I think one of the shuttles, I know they have the 20-yard and 60-yard. You know, I played soccer for like 15 years almost, I think, um, and was pretty good. So, uh, you know, we had to do a lot of drills similar to that, cutting, you know, running short distances like that um, uh, to train and in our practices. So, um, you know, I might re-tear my ACL again, but um, since I'm just not <laughs> in that sort it. of shape anymore. <laughs> but, um, you know, if I was in my prime, I think I would do pretty good um, in those drills. Um, and which one I would do the worst? Uh, yeah, the bench press. I cannot lift 225 pounds. So <laughs> that would be really bad. Um, I would not enjoy – I mean, I couldn't do it. I physically cannot do that. Um, and there's just no chance. Now for the fun part, which one would you want to force Steve and me to do? Well, now I want to force you to bench press. Well, here's the thing. Spoiler (laughs) alert. It's not going to happen. I mean, I'm going to, it's just going to be solid. Nothing's going to happen or I injure myself terribly. So yeah, I, I want to see, I want to see, it's kind of more, you know, I'm scouting you guys. Um, I want to see what you can do. I would like to see, uh, I want to see broad jump. I want to see how far you guys can jump. I want to see what that looks like. I want to see, I want to see specifically what Steve looks like when he's jumping far. I, I, that's, that's, I would like to see that. <laughs> I, I kind of have two answers because um, one's a, a cheat answer is that I'd want to see you do the 40 yard dash against each other. Like I want you to just full on race. <laughs> you get like and, the, you get like the whips so we can like hit each other while we're racing like old school uh, jockey style. very much enjoy watching that. Um, and I'd be standing there at the end with the timer. Um, but I was going to go vertical jump as well. I just think that is an insane display of athleticism. And um, as someone who (laughs) thought that they were, you know, pretty athletic um, growing up, and I did the vertical jump once and literally was humbled very quickly. Um, And, you know, I think it'd be a little humorous to watch you guys try to do it. Um, And, you know, if I did it, it would be humorous as well. So that's not a knock on either of you. I just think it would be funny to watch. And and Steve would get really mad if he didn't do well. So that's I can't remember what I got exactly, but the Packers uh, Packers Hall of Fame, they've got like you can do the vertical jump and you can hit the things and see how high you jump. I remember doing better than I thought I was going to do. Like I think I wouldn't be like a total embarrassment to my family, but I also pulled the muscle while I was doing it. So that would probably – it probably would be kind of fun to watch. Alrighty, well, that is going to do it for this week. We actually had real things to talk about. Who knows, by this time next week, we could have a decision about Aaron Rodgers' future. The clock is ticking. You know, Time is running out. Uh, that March 15th deadline is quickly approaching, um, and I expect a decision soon. So you never know. Maybe that will be our topic next week. Uh, but, Dusty, before we go, any closing thoughts this week? Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, the combine's fun. I'm excited to have the combine back. A few things going on this week. So I mentioned last week, I actually recorded uh, Outback Packers with, um, with Nick and Nick and Joe, sorry, something in my throat for a second there. Uh, and I think that's going to be, I think they said mid March, that's going to be out. So we talked about wide receivers, which was a lot of fun. I don't do a lot of draft stuff, but you know, those guys are a lot of fun to talk to. So I'm excited. That'll be, that'll be coming out hopefully the next couple weeks here. 
uh, this week I'm recording Last Call Lambo with uh, with Aaron Ellis, Monty Moore, and uh, Sam, our buddy Samwich, over on uh, over Last Call Lambo. So that'll be out on Friday, I think. So I'm excited about that. And then I'm working on something I mentioned last week. I was working on part two of the my When Open Isn't Open series, uh, which I did not start writing until last night. So that'll be out in the next couple of days. Um, you know, right. I'm really good at picking my timing right in the midst of like draft combine stuff. Like here's something that's not related to any of that. Um, very good at picking my spot. So that'll be out in the next couple of days. Uh, but yeah, that's that's all I got, man. All right. And I, I have nothing. I have nothing this week. You know, I guess final thoughts, Steve, miss you. hope you feel better soon. Um, and then the three of us will be back together next week. So as always, thank you for listening. You can follow us at Packaday Podcast, at Dusty Evely, at Sarah Kelleher 4, and at Steve Perhatch. We will see you next week. Go Pack Go! ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time there's granger offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need plus you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you call clickgranger.com or just stop by granger for the ones who get it done